This is Derek Thompson, also known as Drivetrain, from Soiree Records in Detroit. And you're tuned in to the dopest podcast around with your host, Roberto Q. Ingram. Enjoy my mix. Admit one, 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 one. Hello, everybody. Greetings and welcome back to another Decisive Podcast series. It's great to have you with us. I am totally energized to welcome back label boss from Soiree Recordings International Detroit, Michigan, live from Detroit, <laughs> producer, DJ, songwriter, musician, performer, <laughs> and to top it off, an IT specialist. Mr. Derek Thompson, <laughs> a.k.a. Drivetrain, welcome back to the Decisive Podcast Series, my friend. Wow, that was quite an introduction. Hey, it's good to be back. Well, you have uh, many titles uh, <laughs> owning up to the name. Uh, it seems that way. Many years, many years. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been been a few months, I guess. Too long, too long. I guess that's I guess that's kind of good because uh, now that you're back, you can get us up to speed as to uh, what's going on in your neck of the woods. Right now, we have more to talk about. Oh, okay, good. I'm looking forward to this. Um, first off, big ups uh, for the latest releases. Hmm. Oh, thank you. What do you have? Um, the various artists, uh, Violet, I guess, huh? That was the last one. Um, on Monday, we'll be releasing a new one called Plexity. Um, in digital format, the vinyl will be out on the 29th of October. How often, are you, how often are you releasing? Uh, usually quarterly, it, it seems to work out. Listening back uh, today, um, listening to the latest uh, Violet, various artists release, it seems to be action-packed with Grace, great house music. Right. Is that the signature uh, sound for the label? <laughs> if you listen to the Plexity EP, we would not be having that conversation. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> yeah, the, the Plexity is a complete 180 from from the Deep House sound of uh, the Violet EP. So to answer your question, know that it, we are not exclusively um, l focused on the sound of the Violet EP, although that is definitely one of our signature sounds. Mm. Why these particular artists uh, for this release? Maddie Mo Perrin, they've been recording with Soiree for some time. Todd Perrin has been around since the 90s. He's been recording on wow. Soiree. He recorded Soiree. under the name uh, PH Concept back then. It was himself, Todd Perrin and Laura Hardgroove. And now Todd Perrin has teamed up with Nate Maddie Mo, and they call themselves Maddie Mo Perrin, and they've been releasing some brilliant house tracks on Soiree. Maddie Mo Perrin. Um, where are they from? They are from a town called Toledo, which is one hour south of Detroit. And uh, how did you find these guys? Well, <laughs> that goes back to uh, back in the 90s, I DJed. I was a resident DJ and pretty much the person who spearheaded uh, proper electronic music in the Toledo um uh, music scene okay. I did I was a resident DJ in a club and um, that's how I met Todd because he was DJing too 
And so he, um, I, I, I kind of got him his start at that same club. He DJed one night, I DJed three nights a week. So we've been uh, working together ever since. Are these your go-to guys for house music? No, <laughs> I, I don't really have any go-to guys for house music. <laughs> the reason why I asked that, because it seems that you guys pretty much make a really good team and that kind of invites right. a lot of a lot of uh cool people um and good relationships over the absolutely years. yeah yeah that that's for sure one of the reasons i do this the the uh compilations is because you know like you stated it it gives me an opportunity to work with a lot of really talented and cool people um but Todd Perrin and, and uh, Nate Matimo, they probably release one track every year and a half. So therefore I wouldn't, or two years. So therefore I wouldn't really call them go-to. I There are some some uh, usual suspects that you'll find on, on a lot of the, the records, but usually you'll find one or two new artists that you've never seen before. So we keep things fresh. One we might keep in mind is Drivetrain. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> He's a new artist. Uh, and what about uh, Tressy? Yes. Uh, he's from Paris, and he also, he runs a label in Paris. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be playing with him in Paris on um, November 2nd, so I'm looking forward to, to playing that. We're going to do a special soiree records night at a club there, and it's going to include myself and, and him and G-Pride. G-Prod has released several tracks on Soiree as well. So we're looking forward to a really big night in Paris. Uh, and this is uh, Tracy's first This is Tracy's first uh, track with Soiree. So we're looking forward to some more All big right. things from him. And Fun Tom? Another French connection, huh? <laughs> well, actually, he's from Croatia. Okay. <laughs> um, I think he named this, this track French Connection because there's uh, some French lyrics. There's a, a female uh, saying some very, uh, speaking very sexy in French. So mm -hmm. that's why he did that. But he's Croatian and, and this is his first track with Soiree 2. And it's, it's, I think this is a, another brilliant track. It, it sounds phenomenal. It obviously is. You have great taste um, on, and an A&R uh, selection for for the label I feel and um, they're very they're all from different places across the world it seems like yeah yeah that's, that's the way it usually works out you know people are, are coming to me with new stuff all the time and you know if it fits if it fits what we're trying to do then you know we we welcome new artists with good material with that said what is it that you're trying to do you say if it fits what you're trying to do what do you mean by that? Uh, well Although our sound crosses many barriers, I guess you could say, okay. still, it, it's it's still focused. Like if, if we're gonna do a deep house release, then there's a certain sound that I'm looking for for the deep house releases. If we're gonna do a techno release, like the Plexity record, which um, I guess you haven't received that one yet. I'm gonna have to make sure you get it. Okay. Uh, if we're going to do a techno release, then, then we ha we have a specific sound that that um, we like to identify with the label for that too. So it's not like I'm just releasing anything that comes to me. I'm I'm looking for a specific type of sound. Obviously not. You've been going since well. You, this is the 100, 168th release. 
<laughs> well, not quite. Actually, uh, we're on number 70. There's okay. a, a one in front of it just okay. to make you think that we're bigger than we are. But. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Good one. Good one, Derek. I like yeah, that. Yeah, see, it worked. It worked. It worked. I was like, what? And this lab- your yeah. label la- was launched in what year? It was in 1990. Now, bear with me that I was only five years old when the label was launched. So it was difficult for me as a, as a kindergartner to release a, a techno label, but I managed to get it done. To get out and get in the club without going underneath somebody's dress. Right, right, right. Yeah, I had to wear that uh, fake mustache and beard. <laughs> <laughs> and this, uh, this uh, universal shift, yeah. tell us about this one. What was your thinking behind this release? That one was more on the techie side. You know, it it, it had yeah. some deep techno tracks on it as well. But um, I think we featured another Detroit artist, uh, DJ Roach. With he's a he's a pretty prominent name here around Detroit. Okay. He's a, he does a festival here in the summertime called Tech Detroit. You may have heard about it. Yes, I have. Yeah, so he's uh, he's been in the in the game for a long time, and then we've got Rennie Foster. I just played with him in Vancouver a couple weeks ago. I saw that he was delighted. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. I love playing out there. It's just an amazing time every time. How would you describe the club you play at? I forgot. I forget the name. Right, the name of the club is Gorgamist. Gorgamist, right? Right, and the club it, it's not huge. I mean, I guess the capacity is probably around three hundred. But the sound system is amazing. The DJ booth, they, I mean, all the equipment is top notch. Uh, it's a DJ's dream, you know, to play in a, in a club like this. And the crowd, they they were on the floor uh, from the beginning to end. So it was it was a really good night. Yeah, but that's 300 intimate uh, music lovers enjoying themselves. I think that's that's huge in itself. Uh, small it small atmosphere <laughs> that's a lot of energy. it is could be a lot of and energy. i gotta i gotta give a lot of credit to rennie for building it up to what it is he has i don't want to say trained but he he has pretty much introduced this crowd to a, a really good style of music wow. and um wow. and and they they were they love pretty much everything that we played because rennie and i have played together for many years and, and we kind of know each other's style so we, we're a really good fit for that club, and they're a really good fit for our music style. If I listen to what you're doing with the label, um, a lot of the music is song-structured, huh? Uh, yeah, I guess I guess you could say that. Um, uh, partic- particularly for me, because as you noted in the beginning of the, of the show, I'm, I'm a songwriter, so sometimes sometimes when i'm writing tracks i get <laughs> caught into that that song structure thing but um yeah yeah a lot of the tracks are structured like songs seems to be for <laughs> the adult audience um for the most part i guess you're right because most of the people that bring tracks to me are not like kids they're they're <laughs> probably i'm 25 or over most okay. of them, not all of them. There have been some recent releases uh, from people under that age. But yeah, you're right. Most of it is what I would call adult music. Yeah, that was, that was what I, I noticed. Everything is pretty warm and very sexy. And You're using all the right words, Roberto. You're using all the right words. Keep it going. Yeah, that, but there's not... I don't know if there's many labels that are doing that now. Um, with, with 
without getting without being dated mm-hmm. um, or being stuck in this 90s era right yeah uh, I guess the way the reason it works for soiree is because we have been around for a long time we have not been stuck in a music sound you know we keep expanding and, and pushing the boundaries and, and trying new things and so it, it's still working so out so are there more gyms in the pipeline tons more tons more <laughs> uh yeah our next four maybe maybe five releases are already you know in the on deck circle so we're, we're just ready to go so the thing about it is so you know each release is released on vinyl and digital so uh, because it's released on vinyl, that kind of slows down the, uh, yeah. yeah, so we have to do it like quarterly. I mean, which which is probably safe and good anyway, because a, a good four years is pretty good without oversaturating, yeah? Right, exactly. That's why each one has to be special. You know, you can't just put out four records a year and then put out a bunch of BS. <laughs> How long you been um, with the distribution fit? FIT, or shall I say, distribution. How have um, you been with them? I, I've worked with Aaron and Fit for a number of years. I, I, I guess I'm gonna guess maybe seven. Um, he does a lot. He does really good work, you know, with Fit Distribution. He did a uh, repress for me of the Lockstep EP, which was originally released, I think, in 1993. Okay. That that was the biggest selling vinyl record in the history of the label and uh, so so fit did a repress and, and i think they only have a few copies left but oh, you um, got to get me on that i gotta i should get okay. a copy of that for sure Be- oh I, okay i'll make sure i got a few things for you actually <laughs> that'd be great i mean you know i'm here in europe so uh, I, I don't know fit is in based where in detroit detroit, oh, in detroit. okay good yeah, but they're right. but they're they're a fine distribution for you. A lot of European stuff as well. Well, Fit is not our primary distributor right now. Okay. Uh, our primary is Diamonds and Pearls. Diamonds right and Pearls, right, right. DNP, DNP, right. Okay. Right. Right here in Germany. Okay. That, right. that puts me right in the line of uh, <laughs> a, uh, of a delivery without this expensive cost yeah. coming from America, man. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, out of all the endeavors from past to current, what would you say has been your finest achievement? Um, musically, I'm gonna I'm gonna say from the beginning, it's probably learning how to play an instrument because if I hadn't done that, I would not be doing anything musically that I'm doing today. Um, I started well. I started off playing the drums, and then I tried to play the trumpet, which was a complete failure. But uh, um, I excelled at the bass guitar, and Ooh. I mastered that. I'm, Ooh, that yeah, drives that I'm, drives that drives what you're doing for sure. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, the oh, bottom yeah. end. And when I mastered that, I moved on to the uh, guitar, the six-string guitar. And um, you know, from there, I started experimenting with keyboards, and and then it just went on to where I am today. So that would be the greatest achievement, in my opinion, because without that music theory, I, I wouldn't be doing this. Are you? Uh, uh, yeah, okay. I guess it's 
pretty much uh, answers my next question. Are you grateful <laughs> to have that experience? Oh yeah, I, I still um, play a lot of guitar and bass. I do some recording with other people. Occasionally I'll, I'll get uh, together with other musicians and we will play a live set. So, you know, I still have a lot of fun with, with bands. Mm -hmm. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Going back to the releases, um, what do you have in the pipeline now? You have... Well, the Plexity release Plexity? is... Yeah, that's slated to come out on Monday digitally. And again, it's coming out on the 29th on vinyl. Uh, after that... Wow, that's, have... ba that's backwards, isn't it? <laughs> Normally they... Well... That in, in, yeah, yeah. In a perfect world, you would like the vinyl to come out first. Okay, but, perfect world. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. But vinyl is so unpredictable. The pressing plants and the distributors, and you know, trying to work with everybody, it, it's really not an easy task. Man, so. they should get their shit together because right now it seems to be vinyl seems to has taken a leap forward, and I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, vinyl's vinyl's doing still doing pretty well, but. The, this, the uh, first off, the pressing plants, a lot of them are swamped and it's hard for you to schedule a release because you don't know when your vinyl is going to be pressed. You don't know when. And then and then the distributors are trying to, uh, you know, work out their release schedule, too, so they can get the maximum uh, bang for the buck, if you if you will, mm -hmm. for each release. So you got to try and find a happy medium between those two and then your own release schedule. And when I first when we first put out a release date for Plexley, we wanted to do vinyl and digital on the 15th, but because of the uh, other things I just mentioned, we weren't able to release the vinyl on the 15th. So it's the 29th, which is only two weeks later. And and after Plexity is? After Plexity, uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I've got the tracks here, but I have not named the EP yet, so. Let's just say that it's ready, it's ready to go. <laughs> Your history in music, in the music business, dates back to when? The 90s, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Have On this level. Mm -hmm. On this level? Right. I mean, I was doing music, other stuff before that, but I'm... But on this professional level, yes, it dates back to the 90s. Are there any one that you could say is a big inspiration for you musically in your growth? I think we're probably speaking more about ele the electronic music scene. In general. Because uh, <laughs> there, there's been a ton of musicians who I've been sorry, inspired by. Uh, I, I go back and say people like George Duke or... Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, now you're talking. Yeah, yeah. You Keep know, people coming. like that. Chick Korea, you know. Oh yeah. But but that was the beginnings. That oh, was my folks. Beginning. If you don't know, listen to him talk. <laughs> yeah, I, I I could even drop a name like Pink Floyd. You know, that was there another we go. Thing. Of course. Oh, but wow. um, but none of those people are really electronic. Uh, I, I would say in the beginning stages, like a lot of Detroit people, I was inspired by craft work. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I really like Colonel Abrams. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so, yeah, same you here. You must like him too. Oh yeah. yeah. You do. Okay. Oh All man. Right. 
And yeah. since I'm dropping names, I gotta I gotta drop my man Gino Social, man. I was really inspired by <laughs> in the early, early days. Yeah, so you just tested me right there in super. I got a lot of inspiration from Detroit too. Um, I think I'm out. They they've been an inspiration. I don't have to name them, do I? You don't have to name them, but who would you say is that one that just did it for you? Uh, you mean of the big three? It's your choice. All right, I'm just gonna and say, it's your, and, it's, and it's your experience, you know, no one's else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I think that Juan Atkins was a big inspiration for a lot of uh, Detroit electronic artists. I think that he kind of really got the, the, the thing off the ground. So I, I would, I would have to say him. No doubt, no doubt. Respect. <laughs> Give respect where it's due. Um, yeah. Have the challenges right. since then been rough or would you say more inspiring? Well, challenges are always rough, but for me, I'm the type of person that I like to turn a negative into a positive. So when I'm hit with a challenge, you know, a lot of times you, you, you feel like, well, man, is this even worth it? What am I doing? Mm. But then, then after you sleep on it for a day or two, you think, I'm not going to let this stop me. I've been, I put too much into this, so I'm going to turn this around and make it into something good. And, and that's, that's the way it's worked out for me, and that's the reason I'm still in the game. Words to the wise, and also, uh, I think that's a really great mindset. Because um, uh, what we are faced with the last... I guess 10 years have been <laughs> quite amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've seen a complete revolution of the way music is bought, listened to. Um, we've seen a huge decline in the value of music because it's so accessible. So, you know, that in itself brings a, a huge challenge to anybody who's, who's trying to sell music or make money off of music. Or even, or even just to stay afloat because you have to make money to stay in business. So it, it's challenging all around. Can you imagine the world without music? No. So with that said, it's funny how you say that to make money off music. If it, I mean, it's amazing that pressing plants can't press <laughs> fast enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is when uh if you were to buy a movie or a live stream you would pay monthly fee without a problem to be entertained mm -hmm. and yeah. what would you say would be ultimate change for or the better solution for selling music i mean is it more quality more historians well i think that now we're at a point where we can't really turn back there's Technology has has done what it's done. Music is uh, you, if if you are uh, tech, technologically savvy, right. you can get just about anything you want for free. If it's on the internet, if it's if it's anywhere to, to be found on the web, mm -hmm. you you can get just about anything you want for free. So that includes software or or whatever. So 
because of that, you know, back in the day, you had to purchase something tangible like a, a vinyl record or a CD or a cassette or something like that. But today, you can just get it on your computer and, and find it and, and download it and, and it's done. And when it's free like that, that takes away the value of the music because you can download thousands and thousands of tracks and you, you just get lost in it. You don't care about it so much anymore. Whereas if you had something tangible like a record, you might take care of it. You might uh, be more inclined to, to play it you know, more often or at, at a certain event. But if you got a million tracks, then it's, it's, it's just, you might play it once or twice and then you're, move, you're moving on to the next thing. So it, it, it's really, it's really a, a, the challenge is selling it because people know that it, it, it's not, the value of it isn't, isn't what it once was. People know, well, I can get that for free. Oh, so. that's true. That's true. Yeah, I always like to ask that question because the struggles that independent labels have to deal with these days is horrendous. <laughs> yeah. And to still be motivated to release, to still be motivated to release other people's music, to to actually, you know, fight to stay afloat yeah. is uh, extremely, you know, I respect <laughs> and I and I ask this to all the independent labels. That's why I do the I like the podcast. Well, thank you. It, it, it takes a, a large degree of dedication. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people like to drink whiskey every day. Some people like to go and hang out with their friends yeah. and do whatever every day. But in this case, yeah. you like to release records. Um, looking back in retrospect, is there anything you would change? Uh, would change if you could? I don't know. I mean, there was a point that I, I wanted to move over to Europe because I felt that it would be easier for me to distribute, to get gigs and all of that, you know. But, you know, I can't I can't turn back the hands of time. I can't change the way things have worked out. Uh, if it, it, maybe if there was something that could be changed, I might have gone with that uh, inclination and, and moved over there where I would probably uh, have a much better chance of, of selling more units and, and, and playing more gigs and just being more successful all around. But it is what it is, so I made the most of it here in Detroit and I'm, I'm happy with what I'm doing. Tell us about your DJ schedule. What's coming up? Um, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be coming over to Europe. Uh, first gig is in Paris, the one I was just telling you about. Mm -hmm. And after that, I'm going to be playing in Germany with uh, Klaus Bachor. Oh, that's right, huh? Right, in Dusseldorf um, okay. at Goldsheim. Goldsheim. And what date is that? That's going to be November 3rd, which is a Saturday. And I've just I've just been told in the last few days that Technobrat, who's from Ottawa, Cam Canada, and he has a track out on the Plexity EP, he's, he's going to be playing with us. Oh, cool! So, so it, it's going to be kind of a soiree night, soiree records night. But I also hear that they're going to be celebrating uh, Psycho Thrill's 27th year anniversary. I think. I need to work my way up there and uh, hang out with you guys um, oh, for, that'd that, be nice. for that for that date. Um, and that's November yeah, that'd what? Be nice. November third, third. 
Yeah, I can bring you some vinyl. I'll bring you that new Plexity EP. Okay, yeah. good. let's do that. Uh, uh, November third. That's a good. Uh, that's a good uh, occasion. I think the rest of your schedule is that was November first, and then Canada. Right. This, right well, the November second, I'll be playing in Paris. November third, I'll be playing in Dusseldorf. Then the following weekend, on November 9th, I'll be playing in Marseille, France. And then and on November 10th, I'll be playing in Toulon, in the south of France. And then I come back to the U.S. And um, I have one date in Detroit. And then I'm going to play a couple dates at the end of November in Canada, Ottawa, I think Ottawa, Canada, and the other one I think is in Montreal. <laughs> that's that's picked up since the last we talked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this time of the year, you know, sometimes it gets a little busier. So, how, how great is that? <laughs> yeah, there are certain times of the year that I plan normally to, to get more bookings, and, and November is usually, November December is usually one of those times. When your fans or the club come to hear you, what do you, what should they expect to hear from Derek Thompson, Drive Train? Oh man, I always um, try to bring them something new. I always try to bring them something from Detroit. I try to uh, support, you know, the music from Detroit. I think that's that's part of my responsibility at least that's the way i look at it uh, you know if i come out and, I, and i'm representing myself as a detroit artist and it's just about me it's also about my other colleagues here in detroit so i always try and feature some of their music but beyond that i also try and take the crowd on somewhat of a journey it, it, it's got to be dynamic it's got some really hard hitting points and then we take them on a little bit of a melodic spin and you know, it's it's always something different. So I, I think that it's um, definitely worth com worth coming out and, and checking it out. Yeah, um, last time you played here in Munich, it was absolutely fantastic. I really had a great time. Your your mix for us today is Halsey. Uh, right. And the last time I heard you, like I said, you were Jack and Techno. <laughs> I right. opened up for you. Uh, and uh, and you were after that uh, you was playing. I guess you were playing some of the best, coolest techno I've heard in a while. And <laughs> if I, if I remember, I, I think I played a lot of classics. That yeah, night. you played you played classics and some really fresh right. stuff. And um, right. this the mix for the decisive podcast today is kind of housey. Are you in love or something? <laughs> well, you know. Um, <laughs> I guess I am, but uh, the mix, the, the house mix. You know, I, you know, I come from the background of, of house okay. and tech. Okay. No, so you know, you this time you might get a house mix. Next time you might get a techno mix. And by the way, since you brought up us playing together in Munich, I'm working on another date, uh, probably in early May. So maybe we can do that again. Yeah, we, we, we have to because I have some other plans we need to talk about that uh, um, that I've been discussing with some uh, other clubs here. And um, and I, uh, I want to do a decisive podcast um, uh, event with all the artists, with as many artists that I can get that has been on the show. So, okay. And it's, uh, it, it's supposed to be sometime in April. And um, I, I, I don't want to say more. I don't want to jinx it, but... Uh, yeah, we just spoke last week, so that'll be I'll be looking forward to that. I will 
definitely make my way up the, up to the uh, to Dusseldorf. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about the the mix um, and the certain track selection. When I when I selected those tracks, I was looking for something something really funky and you know something with a house type of uh, vibe and. Um, you know, just something that's going to move the dance floor, something that's going to pick you up. So I, I think um, when you listen to that, you'll hear all those elements and you'll also hear some deep elements too in the music. Cool. With that said, um, thank you for sharing with us your artistry and also being the, the humble dude that you are. And <laughs> <laughs> now let's listen in to your Wicked House Mix on the Decisive Podcast series with Derek Thompson, A.K. Drive Train in the mix thanks for thanks for being with us man thank you i appreciate your support oh yeah we're gonna do this again and again i'm always looking forward to having you back and always looking forward to the progress of of independent label owners it's very it's very uh nice to hear that you uh you're moving it much support man the train is moving (laughs) much respect man we love what you do peace thank you peace Thank you. 
Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. 